welcome to Tony Talks. I have Divya Cassidy from Atlanta with me. She works in public health. And me and Divya met at Date with Destiny in 2018. And I also got to see her again at Business Mastery this year, 2019. We're actually recording this on the very last day of the year of 2019, New Year's Eve. So uh, happy New Year to you, Divya. Thank you. You're <laughs> <Very> welcome. <laughs> So, Divya, uh, welcome to Tony Talks, and uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Well, I'm going to start to make the whole story relevant. Um, before I was in Peace Corps, um, I was a triathlete, personal trainer. I was getting my master's degree in public health, and um, just really focused on health and strength and strengthening my mind, strengthening my body. I'm a yogi. Um, I've been doing yoga for about 14 years now, oh, wow. and um, and because of all that strength, I was like, I'm going to do Peace Corps. <laughs> so, right. so I went to Peace Corps, and that's kind of where the story starts. So, got it. And hey, I'm just curious, how did you? Um, what what kind of fueled the whole health thing? Because it seems like you're in many different areas of health, even before you went to the Peace Corps. Kind of what fueled that from the beginning for you? Wow, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think uh, my my stepdad who raised me, he was into he was into triathlons and running and marathoning and all of that. So I kind of got into that. And then when I tried other sports, any sport with a ball, I was so horrible in. Like I could not manage a ball, any ball, for <laughs> to save my life. So I really got into the running, biking, and swimming. Um, and with that, you have to get into nutrition. And um, so that that kind of developed my career, honestly, because um, that's what my whole career and life and passion is about is health. So um, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no, because I, <laughs> I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah, you have like so many different areas of health that you're kind of into. And I'm always curious, like, where was the spark? Where did it all kind of start from? So it kind of was where with your stepdad where he was into um, triathlons, you said, is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then of course, like if you're trying to be an athlete, like you want to have the best fuel for your body to be able to create the best results, obviously. So that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But science has changed a lot since then. So oh, I'm sure. I'm I'm glad sure. for that. Yeah. yeah. So the Peace Corps, be before you went into the Peace Corps, so uh, what, I don't think I've met anybody that's gone to the Peace Corps before. <laughs> You'd be a first. And I didn't even know prior to this call really at all. So tell us a bit, a bit more about the Peace Corps. So I joined the Peace Corps, which was really hard to do at the time. Um, and they don't tell you where you're going. Excuse me. <clears throat> you just get something in the mail saying, hey, uh, it takes about a year to apply. And they're like, hey, you want to go here? If not, then that's it. So um, my choice was Vanuatu, which is near Fiji, near Australia. Okay. The whole bunch of islands down there. And I was not on the beach drinking margaritas. I lived in a hut <laughs> without electricity or running water and all those things. Oh, wow. And um, basically I taught health. Um, so I was a public health uh, volunteer. And um, what I ended up finding is the island that I was on of Maiwo, 
was very remote and so remote it did not have access to Western influence yet. So I was basically there to prevent <clears throat> the Western diseases that were coming, such as NCDs, so non-communicable diseases such as high blood pressure, diabetes, all those things, mm. along with STDs, mm -hmm. um, which was on the rise at the, in that country. Mm. So I was there to prevent, help them prevent those things that were coming their way, um, which internally was kind of challenging because <laughs> I was sure. like, I'm trying to prevent stuff that my, you know, my culture is bringing. That's right. Um, but it was a really profound, amazing experience to live without technology, live without distraction. It's like you, your thoughts, your books, and your village when they had time for you because they're mostly in the garden. Um, and that was kind of a sacred thing for them. So um, it was really special, I have wow. to say. At the end, um, I ended up getting really sick. And uh, I, was, I was going to a village to do a workshop on the environment. Okay. And um, because they were just, they weren't used to trash. They, um, you know, you eat a banana, you throw the peel on the floor and it biodegrades. Well, now they have chips and, and different things that are made with trash. So they would get the chips, eat the chips and throw the bag on the floor, which would end in the ocean because it's an island. Um, so one day I was on my way to the beach to go. I had moved to the main island. We got evacuated from the first island because of some things. And um, I was on my way to the beach for the first time. And uh, it was all diapers and trash. Ugh. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I hadn't seen it because it wasn't on my island yet. I'm from Milo. So, um, so I got the chiefs to do this huge cleaning campaign and developed a young, young boy group to um, create a business out of it so they would sell the recycling. So anyways, I was going to the next village to do this training. Mm. And on my way down, I was like really tired. And that was weird for me because I was eating from the garden. I was healthier than anything. I was biking every day. I was running every day, of course, doing my sadhana or my yoga practice. Mm. And on the way up, I collapsed. <clears throat> And I, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't make it up. I barely made it up the hill, really, and I collapsed. And uh, Peace Corps put me into a hotel for about a month, hoping I would just get better, but I wasn't. I was sleeping like 24 hours, 23 hours a day. Wow. And um, eventually, they sent me home because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Malaria was rampant there. I didn't have malaria. Dengue was on the rise. I didn't have dengue. Um, so they weren't sure what it was. Really? So I came to Atlanta, and. Um, was hospitalized at a major place here and it just happened to be the time Ebola came out so everyone was freaking out and I'm like Vanuatu Africa right <laughs> like, nowhere near each other kind of not close um, as not as at all. Yeah. so they finally calmed down about that which was good um they tested me for everything I had spinal taps I had scans I had everything um oh, after nine days of hell honestly they were like well you just need a nap and I was like what I've been napping for like 23 hours a day <laughs> I've been napping for months now uh -huh. um and they're like well it's probably just in your head and I knew it wasn't in my head because I read 10 miles the day before I collapsed right so um so about a year of that trying 
non-trying Western doctors, non-Western doctors, Eastern doctors, Northern doctors, Southern doctors, Reiki, acupuncture, everything. I tried everything. Nothing, nothing worked really. So that, was, that must have been really tough. I mean, <laughs> to think about that like is really mind-boggling, especially considering like someone like yourself who's into health and is really, you know, kind of practicing a lot of healthy practices is what it is. So I could just imagine, well, I, I mean, imagine, yes, but obviously I have no experience to reference whatsoever to this, but to think that you've tried so many different methods already and then to try new ones as well to, to experience or at least try to get yourself out of this, like that must have been just mind-boggling to think that is there anything that's going to work here it was it was honestly very defeating because I was truly the day before I collapsed I was probably the healthiest of my life I was eating straight from the garden I was the fittest of my life and um yeah it was it was interesting wow (laughs) so I got a job in public health um I was scared because I wasn't even up long enough to make it through a whole day but they um, they, they actually hired you to go into they hired public me. health they didn't know um what didn't... gave you the energy and strength to actually even apply for a position like this um i have i have will in spades okay <laughs> i love it i have will in it. spades surrender i'm working on but will <laughs> okay um so i went to this um it was a peace corps like recruiting week or something mm-hmm. and the public health place that I wanted a job at was there and um I put on all my pizzazz that I could give oh and they goodness. loved it. <laughs> they passed Amazing. my they passed my resume around and I eventually got a job. Okay. Um so I got the job because of Ebola being out, uh they weren't they were only hiring people going out for Ebola. So I had to wait six months. Like I got the job. But I was waiting and I was kind of grateful because I wasn't healthy enough yet really to make it a whole day in an office. Um, so then I, uh, sorry, this is a long story. <laughs> so then, so we want to hear the story. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, eight days after I started my new job, I got in a scooter accident. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way. I didn't have a car yet because I hadn't gotten my first paycheck from my new job. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't prove that I had a, a income. Sure. Those in Peace Corps don't make any money. So I, um, I got in a scooter accident and I didn't think I had insurance. Like I wasn't sure if any of that stuff had gone through yet. It was eight days after I started and I um, broke my jaw and I was basically on liquids for almost a year. I think about 11 months. <laughs> So now I had, well, the cool thing was, is my fatigue was masked by the amount of codeine I was on. Oh my goodness. (laughs) No one knew. Um, So that hit it for like another year. So after, so I, so now like all my muscles had atrophied. Um, I had to go to physical therapy because I had been in bed so long. Um, So I went from like triathlete superstar to bed depressed. oh my god (laughs) being out of a tube basically Mm -hmm. actually yeah out of a straw so if I couldn't fit through a straw I couldn't fit through my clothes oh my goodness um so that was interesting oh my goodness I learned to listen 
because I couldn't talk. This was kind of funny. So I always carried a notebook with me and I'd write down like what I want to say and I show the show the person like what I want to say. Mm. And then they'd write their response in return and I'm like, I can hear you. <laughs> you don't have to write your response. Yeah. yeah. The output is slow. Right. The input is totally fine. <laughs> so it was fun. I kind of had fun with that. Um, cause they kept doing it and they like kept forgetting that I could hear them, but <laughs> so that was cool. I got to learn how to, to, to listen right. talk, you right. have to listen. and probably write fast as well. <laughs> yes. And write fast. They're like talking. I'm trying to keep responding. Right. Um, so that was an interesting, um, thing. So I lost my body. I lost my mind. I lost my, you know, my identity. Mm-hmm. I, you know, with, was an athlete that's who I am right and, um, now I'm not an athlete now I'm not healthy now I'm not right. you know, all these things who I thought I was and I'm sure you're asking yourself who am I at this point really yeah yeah so I started started to eat around October of the next year and um and uh but I still wasn't strong I still couldn't make it through a day without a nap so um, I remember calling my friend and his mom was like a medium and I called him and I was like, I was crying and I was like, I just want to die. I was like, you need to ask her what I have. I don't care what she says, we're going to do it. And uh, she said that I had micro- microscopic parasites in my liver. Mm. So remember I told you, I just started eating mm-hmm. something other than mashed potatoes and scrambled eggs. Right. And, uh, how do you get rid of parasites? You have to starve them. So, <laughs> so I was on an um, anti-parasite for four months where I had broth for breakfast and dinner and had a small little handful of food for lunch for another four months. Um, and then so my dad died. So you basically went back to like no, no solids again, basically mm-hmm. is what it was. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Girl, I cannot believe this. <laughs> you never get out. I'm so peppy, right? <laughs> um, so <laughs> no way, no way I would have ex- ex- imagined any of this at all when I met you at Day with Destiny at all. So yeah. So um, I'm kind of getting the time a little fuzzy because I was on a lot of things. But yes. um, then uh, shortly after my dad passed. Oh no. And that was like the last for me. Like I, I just couldn't take anymore. Right. Um, and that's when the journey with Tony started. Mm. So um, although I didn't think I could make the flight because I couldn't really, mm-hmm. my friend agreed to go to the uh, UPW Tony Robbins event. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Life and Wealth Mastery, but mm-hmm. the rep said, no, you really need to go to UPW first. I want to go Life and Wealth Mastery because I'm like, my life, yes. <laughs> my health. Totally, totally, um, totally. He's like, yeah, I hear that, but you really need to go to UPW. Got <laughs> it. Like, got okay. it. Now, so, was this friend the one who connected you to Tony in the first place? Is that your first connection no, with Tony? Honestly, okay. I don't even remember who connected me to Tony. Okay. Someone was playing it in the Peace Corps office or something. Ah, okay, okay. On YouTube, and I was like, And oh. what were your initial thoughts of, of him, or did you already hear of him before that? Or I think I'd heard of him before, but honestly, when I when I heard him speaking in the in the Peace Corps office, I was like, wow, that's really cool. But it wasn't like it wasn't an aha moment or anything right it was like but when i got back that's 
between, you know, I missed, um, when you're in Peace Corps, you're not, you don't have internet and all that. So, yeah. um, so I was listening to like, and I was in bed 20 something hours a day. So I was listening had a to time. Uh, Obama speeches yeah. and Tony Robbins. Ah, um, so I was listening okay. to them while I was in bed. Okay. Cause you're, uh, when you're tired like that, you're too tired to read, honestly. Yes. Yes. It's weird. Nobody realizes that. Two great speakers. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. We were just listening to Tony and Obama. Yeah. Catching up on Obama speeches that I missed, which was really cool. Cool. So then after, so then I signed up for my first event with with Tony, okay. and when we were there. Um, and this is uh, uh, where was this exactly? This was um, L.A. Okay. Um, I think it was March. 2017? 2017. You said? Okay, 2017. perfect. So um, thank you for helping me. Yeah, like, of course. So many things happen, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so 2017. And really it was it was a cry out because I, I was ready to commit suicide. Like mm-hmm. not playing, not like I had the plan. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, but I didn't want to, but I didn't see any other way out. I just, you know, I'd been in bed too long. I just like... I didn't exist anymore. Totally. So your identity um, completely ripped away from who you are. I mean, as um, Tony says it, uh, the equation for su- being suicidal or those thoughts of depression and that sort of thing are when you know you don't see a, any kind of solution to the problem any longer, right? Like. Um, he equates it as your life conditions have to match your blueprint for you to be happy. And if your life conditions don't match your blueprint and you don't see a way out of it, well, what's the point of being here anymore? You're going to be stuck in this position for the rest of your life. I don't want that. Nobody wants that necessarily. So why, why am I still here? So that's, that totally makes sense. Come coming from, being an athlete and being in health and understanding health and then not being healthy for how many years was that actually? How long was that process? Total about five years. Five years. Oh my good God. (laughs) I think a lot of people would have gave up a long time ago before then for sure. You I think it was, um, have a lot of will for sure to go. So much will. Yeah. I mean, well I tried. Seriously. Well done. Like five years. I think a lot of people would have gave up a lot longer than that or a lot sooner than that is what it is. So my goodness, uh, hats off to you for sure. Five years of going through a process of that and then losing your father at the same time. Like that's, that's just like stacking on top of stacking of all the negativity that could come your way. Right. So yeah. after my dad died, that's when I was like, I'm going. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Mm-hmm. So um, my friend helped me get there because I definitely couldn't fly by myself. I definitely couldn't like walk to the hotel and all that. Like that was just too much. But he helped me get around, mm-hmm. and we got to the uh, event. And um, you know, I'm sure Tony said some really cool, like life changing stuff. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember one thing that right. he said. All I remember is. Dancing, screaming, crying, and not wanting to die anymore. And that's really all I needed. So whatever he said, I'm sure got in there, got into my cells and my being. I just don't remember what it was. <laughs> Until it. I heard it again over and over. But um, 
how was that experience even though you didn't like necessarily remember much from what he said like just the uh you know camaraderie and community mm-hmm. and the dancing did you actually do the fire walk as well or i did do the fire walk that okay. was really empowering um i was i was scared honestly <laughs> i'm sure me too i went for the first time like, <laughs> I was like oh, i, I don't know see about that fire that thing is real you know yeah. yep that was for real <laughs> i did the fire um i didn't like connect with a lot of people around me okay. um because it was like I was just in so much fear for my health, honestly. Oh, I was really. like, you know, one dance could put me back in bed for another year. I really didn't know. Yes. Um, I was I was scared all the time. I was like, what what is this event? You know, what's this action gonna cost me in bed? Right. Like that's what was like every decision was like, how much will that cost me? How many more days or hours will it cost me to be in bed? So that was every decision, every food, everything I put in my mouth, every action, every breath was, you know, what's it going to cost me? So I think there just like, just like poured it onto the fire. Like, you know, just, it just kind of melted off, not melted because it was very aggressive, but um, I just felt lighter leaving. Got it. And I danced, which I was really surprised because everything I'd learned till then was like, if I move, it's going to cost me. Right. Got it. And so I didn't die. A, <laughs> a mental shift in that event, kind of, mm-hmm. at least like knowing that you could be more empowered than what you were currently going through in your life. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then from your first event, oh, where, what did, did you, uh, how did you, you know, go along your journey? Because I met you in <laughs> with Destiny. So that's like another year and a half later. Did you take any okay. events in between? So or? I actually signed up for the whole thing. I signed up for the whole university. Okay. And um, I talked to my friend into doing it with me. Okay. Master um, University. Yeah. Which was very generous of him. You know, it's not like inexpensive um but yeah so i signed up for every for all all the things went to date with destiny and that was that was incredible it Mm. was it was so incredible Mm. i really um i really enjoyed that i learned a lot about myself i learned a lot about you know the the language i was saying to myself and what i was telling myself and you know, the last part where you're like screaming for however many hours yes. with people and with yourself, like, I am not these things. That's right. um, or I am these things, then I'm not these things. And then I am these things and I'm not these things. Um, that was really empowering um, and, and life-changing. And actually the person that I did that with, I'm still in connection with, and he's been on this journey with me. Like, I'm like, hey, I walked a whole block today. Or, I, you know, so he's been on this, this journey with me since then just been really sweet oh wow him and his wife yeah so okay. i'll call them after you know whatever physical thing that i've done um so they know the story which is really sweet and that was uh, from date with destiny is that, that right was date with destiny got mm-hmm. it cool and then i did life and wealth mastery and um my fatigue came up again mm. so right before life and wealth mastery i had a 21 day bump in bed or dip i call them dips mm-hmm. um, so i was in bed for 21 days like the week before that, I was really oh, scared wow. I was 
make it because I thought it caught me off guard because I was doing so well. Sure. Like it just hit me out of nowhere. This was after date with destiny. Is that right? This is like a year after date with destiny. Oh my goodness. Six months or something after date with destiny. So I was really surprised that um, it just hit me out of nowhere. I was, I was, it freaked me out. And, and, Oh, yeah, I'm sure it did because I'm sure you probably felt like you were fine and there was nothing to be worried about any longer. You'd kind of conquered and overcome this. Um, what were your thoughts when you were going through that again before Life and Wealth? I was more like paying attention to um, for future, for my future, not my future, but other people's future. Like, mm-hmm. what does one need when you're in this spot? So I was thinking about like, um, having Instacart ready with groceries to send you because you're too, you know, you're too tired to cook. You're too tired to go to, the, you know, I, I, all I did was like go to the kitchen and back once or twice a day. That was it. Like, mm-hmm. and that was it. That's all I had. So like having like things in place for yourself so that you can take care of yourself when you're in that position. Cause mm. you know, um, the hardest thing to do when you're sick for that many years is ask someone for help again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy like yeah I know I know you just saw me yesterday running but guess what now I'm in bed again that's confusing you know the people that haven't experienced that don't understand that totally totally yeah so I think I was looking more of it like I was freaked out because I was like it hadn't happened in so long but also thinking about it from a different perspective of like how do I help the next person who's going through this because it's not just me there's no way that i'm mm-hmm. the only person dealing with this fatigue totally. Totally. when i know how to be so healthy and i am so um stringent about you know taking care of my body right so especially after all the <laughs> protocols right. and detoxes and all the things that I had gone through to shake it wow so, yeah so then i went to life and wealth mastery and um i you know passed out like I think on like day one or two and I was like oh god what if I can't do this and I was freaking out and then I ended up doing this really cool um uh oh crap I can't remember what he called it but we we went onto the beach and I had like a one-on-one with the coach Mm. and we kind of like let go of the story and then like recreated the story I went into the future which was really cool and um his name was Michael Michael He'll kill me if he knew I forgot his last name. Mm. But anyways, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me Michael if you see this. Um, so that was really life changing. A trainer or a senior yeah. leader? Okay. Senior, sorry, a senior leader. Orange shirt. Yeah, orange shirt. Cool. No, he was in a blue shirt. Blue shirt trainer. Okay. He was a yeah. trainer. He was okay. a trainer. Okay. okay. So, um, so that was really amazing and life changing and. Mm. Um, and then my friend was like, hey, I'm signing up for Business Mastery. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll go with you. You went to all these other things with me. So we went and then he got sick. Um, but and which I re- is where I saw you again. Obviously. Yeah, this is I where we saw each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the question I asked, which I can't remember, but it was something to the effect of like how to sell my, my business, which is yes. about helping other people with fatigue which is what I had mm-hmm. um, and making it more 
from an empowered standpoint, but also like making sure that the person knows that I know what they are going through, mm. even if it's different, you know, it's different. It's still the same. It's still mm. a lot of things that you have no idea can happen to you. Right. Right. Totally. Wow. That's like so much, uh, to take in, um, and, um, just, just hearing like so much like uncertainty, uh, throughout the process of really not knowing, you know, when something may happen. And that's, I mean, the same for all of us, although we might not have gone through the same experience of, you know, being bedridden for as long as you were or having to necessarily, um, you know, have liquids for food and that sort of thing. I mean, we all don't know when our last day will be necessarily. It can happen anytime. I mean, I was literally just on my way from my new job mm-hmm. and, you know, this person just did an illegal, you know, crossing the street mm-hmm. and yeah, I just hit the car and it could have been just a millimeter in a different position and we would not be having this call. Like, right. just right. never know. Yeah. Then, so it's like, now it's like feels like a responsibility to um one just love everyone in front of me which I think you felt Alan because I do and um and help people and take care of people um yeah absolutely I mean that that what you give is what you get 100 percent um, one question I did want to ask, because now you, you, I mean, you've been through the gamut. You've gone to UPW, Date with Destiny, Life and Wealth, Business Mastery, so many different, you know, takeaways from Tony's technologies. He, I, I, I swear I learned something new every time, even if it's at the same event I've been to before. I've gone to now, I forget, like four UPWs or something like that. There's many more that, you know, other people have been to a lot more events than I have. But um, I always love asking this question, which is like, what is your biggest takeaway? What What's the one thing that, you know, for you uh, has helped you the most through Tony's technologies? Um, I would definitely say the triad, like managing your state mm-hmm. um, is my biggest takeaway. Um, there's so many other subtle things that, that I love, but that one is definitely the one I use the most because, um, even preparing for this call, you know, I'm like standing up with my arms on my shoulders and doing my incantations and all of that to, um, make sure I'm in a good state for this call. But I think, um, you know, when you have a good state any anything, nothing else really matters. I mean, it all matters, but you can conquer anything. Mm. I think, um, you know, I went through a lot and if I had had that, I don't know if it would have changed anything, but at least my state would have been different. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just, I think, yeah, I think that's why I was seeking Tony. Right. Is, you know, you're, you know, the T, you know, when the teacher's ready, students will come. When the student's ready, the teacher will come. Right. And, you know, I guess he couldn't have come earlier I do have a spiritual teacher and um very profound and amazing and Mm. I do have a guru and I know he says he's not one but (laughs) (laughs) I love how he yeah he does love to point it out that way um, he's definitely one of my yeah I hear you yeah Yeah. a mentor and yeah I, I completely agree with you um 
I, I would also agree with you in terms of having the triad, just so that other people that are listening who might not be in the Tony space or Tony world. So changing your state or having a good state is really like being emotionally uh, available and being having a good emotion, uh, emotional like energy, like being able to think positive thoughts, to be able to stay positive, not get into the negativity too much and having a structure in which you go from having negative thoughts, which everybody has, like you naturally that's going to come up. Our brain is built in a way that is going to put you in a place where you've got to be fearful or uh, scared or worried about something that comes up. And that's naturally going to happen to all of us because we have this reptilian brain within us, right, to try to avoid pain. So mm -hmm. because of that, you know, you're going to have these emotions come up and it's natural to have these negative emotions come up. But how can you get from a negative place into a positive place, which of course the triad does. And it's not like, you know, both me and Divya kind of shared uh, before our podcast here where we kind of all know these kind of Stra uh, strategies already, you know, changing yeah. the way you use your body, thinking a different thought than what's really happening. And then obviously being able to share that uh, verbally out to your to yeah. others. And of course, when you share with others or verbally out to others, you hear it yourself right? Ultimately. So you're really kind of telling yourself, even if there's nobody else in the room, you hear it. And then you can mm -hmm. tell yourself as to, hey, you are stronger than this. You're better than this, or you're strong enough. You're going to make it through this. Or if it doesn't all work out, then my life will be meant for something greater or something like that, for example. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's like, for example, a mantra that Nelson Mandela had, right? That even though he may not live, maybe he'll die in jail or something like that. But my life will give meaning for my people to to be able to overcome uh, the suppression that they've had. So uh, triad, I think, is, yeah, a huge takeaway. I'm so glad that you have that because, you know, I think that that will just empower you more as you go through any any challenges that you have in the future of course you know recently um i think people who seek out tony are people who want to do a lot of internal work mm. naturally mm -hmm. and um so i've taken i've had a lot of teachers um tony's definitely one of my main teachers but what i realized is that all the teachers say like i love how tony packages it but the thing is, is like, we actually get to choose our thoughts, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if you'll like hesitate for a second. That's right. And, um, and I think Tony gives tools of like how to switch that off or, mm -hmm. you know, change the, change the channel in a way, change the station. Yes. Cause it's like that same uh, tape is playing tape while I'm aging myself. Um, that same, <laughs> that same DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I think he used <laughs> to stream. I don't know. Uses, yeah. But <laughs> The same, the same song is playing over and over right. and over again, right? right. But you got to be able to like scratch that CD and change it up, right? Mm -hmm. And not allow that negativity to come into your life as much or as frequently and not let it play the same way that it has always played right. in the past necessarily. And then put in a new CD. It's time mm -hmm. to put in a new track, a new song, something different, right? So, so I feel like the triads like gives an opportunity to like, like unplug 
you know, take the CD out and like put in something that you want to listen to, mm-hmm. of, you know, listening to the old CD. That's all scratched and gross. Totally. <laughs> I mean, the hope and plan is that we scratch it up and make it gross. Right. Right? So we'll <laughs> never play it again. Yeah. It's like, ah, I don't like that. Don't like that track no more. Right. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And for those who, who are maybe listening and have never been to a Tony event, you know, Tony doesn't teach, uh, necessarily things that are unknown. This isn't like new information for a lot of us here. A lot of it is already information that you knew. And that's why I think a lot of people in his, in his seminars get so many aha moments. It's because it's kind of connecting the two, a lot of them together is what it ends up being. It's a lot of um, giving you kind of like a structure in how to use all those things that you do know already, but in a structured way that gets you out of it so much quicker, right? You know, everybody's heard of, hey, when you're, you're kind of upset or angry or sad or whatever, just breathe for a second, just take a deep breath. That's changing the way you use your body, which is the first part of the triad, right? Mm -hmm. Or just having a different thought or thinking about something different. What could this mean? And just being able to ask yourself a different question, you know, that is something you already know. It's no different, right? Or if you tell Mm -hmm. yourself, oh, I'm fat. I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I'm always, I always get fat when I eat something. Guess what? That's going to be part of your life, right? So, you know, just these things are not new. They're not something that is he he invented. Okay. It's just a matter of him being able to create a structure that allows people to just move in that direction just so much quicker, I find, is what it is. So it's amazing. It's amazing how he's put that together. Definitely. Definitely. We're grateful to have him. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Very grateful for him. I yeah. want my life, really. Definitely. Oh, mine yeah. too. I mean, I haven't had the same struggles and challenges that you have necessarily have. And, it's okay. Uh, I love you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this is because I, I just hearing other people share their story and getting the perspective of what has happened for others um, really allows me to get the perspective and really allows me to connect with others that much more. So I'm, I'm grateful that you shared your story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, but I'm going to ask you one more question, which is what are you doing now? Meaning like with all this new technology, with all this new learning and the experiences that you've had, what is it that you want to create or what is it that you're going through now? Or what is it that you're doing now? Thank you so much for asking that question. It, I think it is really important, especially being New Year's. I yes. love that we're talking on New Year's. Um, Great timing. Right, right, perfect timing. Um, I think 2020 for me is going to be about fun. And um, a part of that, which I find fun, <laughs> is physical activity. But also, um, you know, with the information that I learned at Life and Wealth Mastery, Life and Wealth Mastery, um, you know, going vegan, uh, started that, letting go of the coffee, you know, really taking care of my body. Like, even though I was a trainer and a triathlete before, it's like a whole nother level of commitment to myself. So like recommitting to myself and through all that I've learned and experienced helping others with fatigue, doesn't have to be chronic fatigue. Um, 
I think there's a thing uh, in the Western world that's being created where it's just overdoing and not, you know, part of its distraction, part of its, you know, whatever it is. Um, there is a lot of fatigue right now and a lot of it's closeted. So it's like we're at work and we're like happy and peppy, just like I've had to be. And then like, I'm shutting my door and taking a nap for an hour. Mm -hmm. um, so helping people who are either in bed or people who are out of bed and pretending they're not in bed right. um, because they have to, to survive. So, you know, offering a packaged uh, of tools to help people who are dealing with fatigue and um, speaking from true, genuine experience of it myself as an athlete. Yes. And I think what drives me most is this thing that I have in my, in my workbook that says, you know, I don't want one other person to be alone with this fatigue. Not one, not one person mm. needs to be alone with this. Mm. It's, um, it is so lonely and it's um, hard. And now I have tools and I have the ability to love on myself more and, you know, I'm, I'm about to train for my first 5k <laughs> since wow. 20, 2014. Oh, wow. And, um, that's huge. that's huge. And, um, you know, just show people that it is possible to get out of it. It's not something you're stuck with. Doctors don't understand it. And that's okay because we have each other and we love each other and we can take care of each other. And that I truly am here for those people, for everyone what you know healthy and not and and going through what they're going through but i really want to create um something special and really take care of people who are dealing with this got it amazing so starting something that will uh, kind of educate and help people that are going through tools this process to take care of himself right. yeah yeah tools i mean you know physical tools mental tools simple things like creating an instacart right or having their groceries sent to them when they hit a dip for 20 days mm -hmm. um, unexpectedly they have the list they don't even have to think about it they just push a button and and it, it's you know it's simple things like that that mm -hmm. will make sure that they have groceries in the house that seems so simple but right. um i did run out of food Right. What do you do when right. you run out of food? Um, and basically what I was eating at that was just frozen veggie burgers because I couldn't cook. Right. So just having all these things in place um, that I've experienced and having that, having a program together so people just, you know, it's already done for them. They don't have to think about it. Mm. Mm. And getting, you know, getting massage therapists in their area and like getting all these tools that you need because when you're in bed a lot, your body hurts. Yes. So all these things that you don't think about unless you're in the situation, but just developing a program for people to have tools and have, have someone there that understands what they're going through. It's amazing. That, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that you're, you're going through that and doing that. And of course you learn some tools from business mastery that will hopefully be able to create a business out of this so that you can share this with more and more people, because as much as, you know, we want to give and contribute and give back, 
you know, you have to be able to create a business out of something to be able mm -hmm. to grow it and do more for other words, just like what Tony's doing, right? Like it has to be uh, financially viable as well, which makes it amazing because that way then you can reach even further to more and more people is what ends up happening there. So um, yeah, I'm hoping that you got some great tools and technologies from that as well. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it was business mastery that made me realize that I was thinking too small. I was like, you know, help one or two people. And, and when I was talking with the people that were around me, they're like, no, you need a house, like a house where people come to your house and they, and you have all the resources there and they can just heal. And I'm like, I didn't even think that big. Mm. So, you know, developing the tools first and then, um, I already have some contacts for um, maybe developing houses in different areas for people who can just go and heal and be loved on and taken care of while they heal. Well, I'm really excited to see where you're going with this journey and obviously keeping connected so that I can know more in the future as to what's going on. Uh, I just love technology. It allows us to, you know, speak across the country here, like we're face to face almost. Right. And um, yeah. It's, it's really amazing. And uh, I agree. I agree with your, your business mastery group that, you know, you do have to take this and run with it. You know, mm -hmm. it, I think in the end, what ends up happening with uh, projects like this is that, that, that they fuel us is what it is. Mm -hmm. It gives us energy to do more is what it is. So um, by no means am I suggesting that no one should rest or <laughs> not take a break or anything like that. But, you know, being connected to projects like the one that you're taking on now, it, it definitely does fuel uh, people to do more and want to do more. And you almost feel as if like, you have boundless energy when you when you're working on a passion project is what ends up happening, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And it, it kind of feels like a, the reason I went through it, you know, even when I was going through it, I was like, there's, there's got to be a reason that someone who is so aware and knowledgeable about health is going through this thing mm -hmm. about health. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think there's, um, there's no doubt about it. Right. It just feels like that's, that's why I went through it so that it can help other people with it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Some purpose behind it, right? Yeah. Like purpose behind the whole madness <laughs> of what happened for five years, right? That's <laughs> right. what it is. And I believe all of that, right? Like, for example, um, you know, those who exceed uh, or became something amazing, right? That created something outstanding, like, for example, Tony, or if we say Nelson Mandela or mm -hmm. Mother Teresa, you name it you know, usually what ends up happening for these people is that they've come from an extreme low is what it is. You know, they've dealt with and felt harshness and, uh, you know, not fair uh, situations or environments and that sort of thing where like, why me? Like, why did, why did this have, have to happen in this way? Like no one else is going through this cruelty or whatever. But for those people that have come out of those situations, those are the ones that can actually reach really high peaks is because they've seen the low valleys is what it is, right? That's what I really understand through through this process, through seeing other people that have gone through some really challenging times, even just speaking to people like 
that have been on this podcast before, like uh, one of the one of the senior leaders, uh, Mark. He he was blind and he was he was ready to commit suicide too, and he 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 didn't know if there was really any purpose for his life anymore. He was going, he was becoming more and more blind every single day. And now he's like, you know, a a real estate, you know, commercial real estate guru in, in Vancouver and has, you know, countless businesses that he runs and uh, is able to attend Tony events all over the place. And this is coming from a person who's blind. Like, you know, no one would have really thought of that, imagine that. And especially in, you know, if anyone knows the Vancouver market, real estate is not not a, something very easy to get into in Vancouver because of <laughs> how expensive it is here. But um, yeah, it's just really amazing to see where people go to when they have come from such really low lows. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where where you take this is where I'm excited to see. So Divya, I know you don't have anything at the moment, right? There's no websites or anything created yet, yet at the moment. That's 2020. So yeah. <laughs> this is the 2020 goal. So yeah. I will um I will update this when you do have something to share. Okay. So I always put it in the show notes. Um mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they might have their websites already built up or, you know, a phone number to call or something like that. So please do um, let us know when you do have that so that I can share in case others that might be going through the same challenges or something. I'm um, happy to have my phone number at least because if someone is, then I don't want them to wait. Oh, perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we can at least put that on the show notes is what we can do. So anybody going through the same kind of challenge or issue or problem, you know, we can get in contact with Divya directly so that, you know, she can at least share, you know, some of the uh, knowledge and education that she's gone through and experiences that she's had um, through this process, because I've never gone through that. I don't, I could just only imagine what others might be feeling or thinking if they're going through that same process or just starting that right now. Um, And then how you can be able to help them, you know, at least ease the way that they're going through life, right? Is what it is. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad we got to connect again as well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> on this last day of 2019, we're moving into <laughs> a new decade. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? It's so amazing. It's so amazing. It's going to be a great year. I, I can feel health, it too. wealth, prosperity, and fun. Lots of fun. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, you go out and have fun then, all right? All right. Happy 2020 to you. Same to you. Bye. Bye.